Welcome to episode two of Never Ending Adventure. My name is Ned Pruitt. And I'm Russell Tindall. And we are here to talk about Adventure Time. Yeah. Uh, man, we're back in action. This is Trouble in Lumpy Space. And actually, I think we're doing a two for one on this episode, are we not? We're going to hit uh, Trouble in Lumpy Space as well as Prisoners of Love. Oh, uh, we are knocking out all the episodes of introducing all the characters to the show, which is super fun. So are we? how many more do we have to go before we've really introduced all of the main characters into the show? We're, I would say season one, we, we pretty much knock one? out uh, a lot of the main characters. Obviously, everybody will have different introductions and in, in new characters as the story develops longer. But our, our core characters, I would imagine, are mainly all introduced within these like first 10 episodes. Okay. Well, unfortunately, that means that Ice King is one of the main characters and... I don't know if I'm down for that. And also the lumpy people, I, we're going to get deep into all of this, man. I'm going to be positive. I ended up really enjoying lumpy space. Uh, I think lumpy space princess is going to come around on me a lot faster than the ice king does. She comes around, man. She has some humbling episodes. We really, really see her and, and really diving into the episode right now. She yeah. is the princess of lumpy space. Her mom and dad are the king and queen of Lumpy Space. Um, everybody that she is friends with uh, seems like they are spoiled, preppy, yeah. rich high school kids. Yeah, they're, they're the kid from high school that you probably didn't like or were bullied by. If you're listening to this podcast, we don't know our demographic yet, but I'm just <laughs> throwing that out there. Maybe the popular kids will listen to our podcast, so that's cool. I know. Hopefully, hopefully, so hopefully everybody will listen to the yeah. podcast. Let's just, let's just keep it at that. But okay. Well, we, anyone we who's digress. going on an adventure, right? I mean, that is the point. Again, you're listening to, we have a name now. I think we should go ahead and announce that, right? Yes, we are. Our name officially now is Never Ending Adventure. Uh, we yeah. think that, uh, like we mentioned in the last episode, as we are both 27 year old males that, um, we still have a sense of imagination. We still love adventure. We still love excitement. We still love creativity. Yeah, no, we do. And I, you know, I think this is kind of one of those things where, and we're, we'll get into this a little bit, uh, each episode. I'm going to try to some degree to tie it in. I think, uh, later on it'll tie in a little bit more, but everybody has their own adventure. Everybody is continuing, whether this podcast is occurring or not. Uh, we are all traveling throughout the adventure of life. Uh, and it takes a lot of twists and turns. And, you know, we thought this could be a, a fun way to travel with a whole lot more people while we go. Um, while we do it. And then just, and revert back to some like childlike wonder. I think adventure time is a great example of living in the real world, dealing with real world issues as we get into the show, but coming at it with Finn's incredibly positive an optimistic approach. Um, that's why he's uh, honestly one of my favorite characters in any show, in any movie of all time. Really? Yeah. Man. Okay. Well, before we get into the the new episodes, episode uh, two and episode three of season one, let's just go ahead and do a little follow up on season one, episode one. Uh, I looked up the snail sighting because neither one of us saw it, uh, or at least I didn't notice it. She or he, I don't know, the snail was on top of the chocolate bar in the slumber party. Oh. Uh, so it was just like on top of like its head, basically. Uh, real quick, and I did catch it in these coming up episodes. Uh, I don't know if I caught it in the Ice King episode. No, I did catch it in the Ice King episode. I don't think I caught it in the Lumpy Space episode. Uh, you may have. I didn't see it in Lumpy Space. But 
so we did that. And then also, Ned, did you end up looking up whether or not the Guardian's first question to Finn the answer was the answer the same. I didn't look that up. That is going to have to be another follow up date on I, that one. I couldn't find it. I I tried to look it up just in case because if I was going to pose the question, why not also? Uh, couldn't couldn't find the answer. I would love it. Uh, you know, comment. Maybe send us a Venmo with uh, the <laughs> answer. I'm kidding. Uh, man, no, it's all good. Uh, the other thing, the outro song was by Ashley Erickson. And she was fantastic. And it made me dive a lot deeper into the music of Adventure Zone and really just uh, Willow Smith. Willow Smith plays not only a character later on in the podcast, uh, but she also had a song on her first album um, in 2015 called Marceline which is a character I don't believe we know yet. Not yet. Coming real soon. Yes. And if you're going to listen to it, I think there are spoilers. I'm not entirely sure because I have not seen the podcast yet. Uh, or th- th- I have not seen the show the yet. show, yeah. No one's seen the podcast yet. It hasn't even come out yet. You know, we're just batching episodes at this point. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm excited about it. And then also she did a little ditty. She did like the intro, but in, I believe, the melody of the outro, it was it was very cool, very artistic, and I'm becoming a Willow Smith fan. Okay. Yeah. That's you know, maybe a little bit late to the party there, but I'm, if you said the album was 2015, but um, all good, all good. And like, it's like I said, this is a never ending adventure. So uh, we we dive into Adventure Time and then end up listening to Willow Smith albums. Yeah. You never well, know. Well, hey, anyone who's a fan, let us know if there are other like famous fans out there. But let's go. Let's do it. Trouble in Lumpy Space. So this episode kicks off, obviously. Uh, we are. Uh, coming outside the Candy Kingdom, and Finn and Princess Bubblegum and LSP are all uh, jumping around on some marshmallow uh, lumps, which is kind of funny. I thought that, that yeah. the marshmallow lumps and lumpy space was kind of a, a funny little tangent there. It was, um, and it was a fun tea party. I wanted that scene to go a little longer than it did because what is the history of the Mallow Tea Party or, or whatever they're called? You'll never you know. know. It's, yeah. it's just very prestigious. We we find out that... And it uh, takes years to like Years to master. It, you know? <laughs> I love this because yeah. Princess Bubblegum also has created her own kingdom. So she's the one that has created all of these ridiculous oh. traditions and ridiculous, uh, you know, uh, prestigious events like the Mallow Tea Party. That hadn't even occurred to me. Well, so we're on the Mallow Tea Party and then... I think what is it? Finn challenges like he falls. Yeah, you know, he and falls then challenges down. Lumpy Space Princess, which this is our big introduction to her. Uh let's see you do it. Or man, something like that. And basically what I thought was interesting was her star turns off. And I don't know if that means anything. She has a little star on her forehead, mm-hmm. but it turns off like almost as if her powers are shutting off. And then she just falls down, just like Finn did, and then bites Jake's arm. Uh, and then really the episode begins truly yeah. at that point. But I love I was, that too because she says, "Oh, they're like, oh my gosh, you're like a vampire," and she goes, "No, nah, man, I'm like a werewolf." Yeah, werewolf rules. Werewolf uh, rules. I've got a whole section. I mean, I think really just a conspiracy that I'm I'm trying to figure out. Uh, theoretically speaking, is kind of what I'm uh, gonna call it, but. Man, I just don't know what is going on. I feel like there's so much more with Lumpy Space Princess and all the Lumpy Space people. And I think it's I think it's like the deepest, coolest thing that we've been introduced to so far on episode two. But still. 
Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's much deeper than just a, a, a slumber party in the Candy Kingdom. Well, all of a sudden, we have entered episode two, and we're in alternate realities or different universes uh, that you get into by talking with a frog on a mushroom. So, yeah, uh, whatever. It's 2009. <laughs> whatever, man. It's 2009. <laughs> it was so aggressive and so great. She's got this side of her. So, like you were saying earlier, she kind of talks like she's a spoiled, like, you know, popular, rich kid, whatever, like kind of LA sounding. Uh, but then she gets real aggressive out of nowhere sometimes and and angry. And then she also, but she shows this side of her throughout the episode uh, that kept coming back, especially toward Finn, who seems to be her closest friend in the group. Um, and just out of nowhere, uh, a couple of times she got really sincere. She got really serious. She got almost like on the verge of tears for a second. And then it kind of cuts back and then she goes back into her mumpy self. Yeah. You know, it's, it's almost the like, I imagine like all those movie, the movie trope of just like, um, come on, just, you got to fight it. You got to fight your lumpiness, you know? And, but, but she, and we can kind of get into this later, but she does say like, I'm trying, you know, she, she wants to yeah. almost not be lumpy, you know? So you see that, I mean, you, you see the, the smooth posers up on the hill. They have to sit on an antidote to yeah. become non-lumpy. So some, there's something about lumpiness that isn't just uh, a physical form. It's not just a way that the universe is where all the tires are lumpy, all of the the curves in the houses are lumpy. It's it's like an attitude adjustment that yeah. uh, you kind of see it with with her friend as well. She, she has this flip-out moment on Finn and so kind of this, this lumpiness in, uh, that Jake catches, you know, once, once Jake turns fully lumpy, he kind of becomes a jerk too. So super yeah. weird that, uh, a physical trait or what we imagine to be a physical trait is also this emotional changing state, which is, which I think is, is probably saying something that we're missing there, but I couldn't, I couldn't dig any deeper than that, you know, really okay. without sport, without a spoiler drop. Not without spoil dropping, but yes, okay. you know, it, that's, it, it comes way down the road. Well, you, you can't dive deeper, but I can dive deeper exactly. and I'm about to dive deeper. This is theoretically speaking, let's just go ahead and do it. I was kind of wait till we were further into the episode, but F it, sorry, parents, if you're listening. Um, so my thought is lumpy space people are cursed. I think werewolf rules, whatever. It's really more of zombies. I feel like, uh, there's a lot more to it. Like when you get bit, you kind of become a zombie of your former self, a lumpy person. Uh, and I, I don't know if this is on point or not. I promise I have not looked. It's been so hard to not look up anything about any of these episodes. Um, but I haven't looked up anything just yet. So, she cares really deeply for Finn. Uh, she missed that she's failing, but she's trying, which I mentioned earlier. Uh, she just can't help but be lumpy. It's almost as if no one is born lumpy. It, like people become lumpy. Um, you know, one of the smooth heads on the hill, he looks like a human too. You know, you mentioned him. He's sitting, it's the first one we see sitting on the antidote and he looks like Finn without a hat on. Um but he's not. And then they, one of the smooth heads eventually mentions they don't have wheels. Uh, we were all ditched here just like you, you know? I mean, there's a lot of, there's just a lot of little things that make me feel skeptical about everybody's lumpiness. 
Um, and the irony is truly that they have the antidote, but they have no way to permanently consume it, nor any motivation to find a way to consume it because of their lumpiness. You know, I, I don't know. I, this is all kind of off the tip of my brain, like as we were going throughout this week. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my thought is, is it a curse? Can it? Can you eventually revert from your lumpiness, even though, you know, basically the whole point of this episode is uh, at midnight, right? Midnight or 10? It, it was It was just at some point at during the day. At some point, your lumpiness becomes permanent unless you sit on the antidote before then. And so it's a race to get the antidote in order to take uh, Jake, who initially was bitten by Lumpy Space Princess, um, to take him and, and make him not lumpy forever. Um, but yeah, so can you revert it? Maybe like a scientist like Princess Bubblegum, if she really put her time into it instead of having a really convenient excuse of I got to use the restroom and I'm gone for the entire episode. Seemed a little weird to me. Um, is it a cult? Is there like an original lumpy person spreading lumpiness? Am I reading way too far into this? Probably. Uh, I can confirm that you are, but yeah. I love it. I, it's just how my brain works. Uh, my hashtag to end this little segment of theoretically speaking is give LSP the antidote. I want to see what happens if she gets it. And also I'm just mad at Princess Bubblegum again. She just bailed. Like there was bathrooms in lumpy space. Come on. Yeah. What is she doing? Well, I love Russell. You're saying you want to see SSP, smooth space princess. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. man. Yeah, that's that's a – she would make, in my mind, smooth space princess, just of how great that sounds, definitely makes uh, my lovelies. But Yes, a, hi- a hypothetical lovely. But LSP did not make my lovelies. Uh, yeah, not at all. And I didn't come up with another segment for her. I'm sorry. No, She's- all good. But I, I wanted to, to – have a quick statement that I love that analysis that you're saying it's, it's almost like, uh, they are humans that have become lumpy and then just, uh, the lumpiness makes them give up. They are just yeah. like stuck in, in lumpy space. They don't really have a desire to leave. Cause I realized that lumpy space almost more than anything in the show, uh, we go from Ooh, which is this, it looks like earth, you know, and, and it, no spoilers or anything like that. It looks like earth at this point, but we go to lumpy space. It's a trippy acid trip type place with clouds and space. Yeah. Amazing artwork done for it. But everything in Lumpy Space is more like the human world. Honestly, there's cars. She's got cell phones. They've got boyfriends. They've got prom coming dance. But why? Why do they have all this stuff? Why do they have cars? There's no roads. You got to hop from cloud to cloud. If you don't have a car or if you're not a little lumpy, you're going to fall through the clouds. If you ever were driving and dropped your phone dropped someone who wasn't lumpy or even if you are lumpy and you fall do you go forever into the abyss that is lumpy space remember that they said that finn could fall but remember that they can float that's why they can kind of like float Uh, around places so they could float around without the car exactly they can float around without the car but you know i think those guys were still stuck at the uh at the make out point because they were just like left without you know they probably had to travel still far in space and maybe it's you know a lot more infinite than we Imagine. It seemed like they also had no motivation to get outside of where they were. You know, it's kind of, again, that curse of like being lumpy just kind of makes you sedentary and like okay with where you are in life and and have a lack of focus, really, which there's a lot 
in actual life that does that to you subconsciously and mm. even consciously, mm-hmm. you know, um, as Ned goes for a drink. Uh, yeah, that, that was heavy. I, you got to have a little PBR I after know. that one. Well, I hope everyone's... It's a, oh, also first sponsor, PBR, not really. Uh, that'd be great, though. Yeah, it's, it's Princess Bubblegum... Something with an R. I don't know. Some some type something of drink. With an R. Princess, that's what PBR is. I'm not. I'm not actually drinking Pabst Blue Ribbon, right? We'll have to see. Maybe the Bubblegum Lab Coat will have a uh, a little beer sponsor for us eventually. I don't mm, know. Maybe so. If we ever visit visit a tavern or something like that in uh, this wonderful show, I know. That is Adventure Zone. Well, last notes are on my kind of like a topic like. L- yeah. Some points that I found really fun in this show is that for all of us Cartoon Network fans out there who are big Rick and Morty fans, um, you really start to see that LSP uses lumping like a cuss word yeah. or is my lump, like shut the lump up, mom. Like It's a negative thing. It's it a has. negative thing, but I just couldn't help but think about squanching. Oh really? Yeah. yeah, from Rick and Morty, definitely. Yeah. That that she's using lump and just like Squanchy uses so I, squanching this and squanching that. But in in Rick and Morty, and I don't know, maybe I could be wrong because there could be a lumpy side of this. Like it just feels like Squanch is used for everything. It could be great, it could be yeah. awesome, it could be super inappropriate, it could be terrible. But lumpiness just it just has this negative like connotation to it. Like there's just something really. Uh, rough about calling something lumpy. Yeah. Um, I want to get in before we get too much deeper. So we're in lumpy space. We're traveling around. They got to go. You mentioned they got to go get, um, LSP's ex-boyfriend, Brad. Um, he's my sexy character of the episode. He was my sexy character of the episode. Was he really? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. There's something about him. He's so aloof and so chill, you know, like he's probably the, he's probably why he is, uh, the sexiest lumping boy in their high school is because, yeah. He's the only one that doesn't drive people up the wall bananas. But they just throw him around. Yeah, okay, I didn't even think about that. Like, yeah, he stands out, and he's not all that lumpy. He's kind of a smoother character. Yeah, well, I, that's why I think it was funny that there was smooth posers, but maybe Brad is actually considered less lumpy, and that's why he's he's being dragged around and pulled around by these girls. Man, I I oftentimes feel like a smooth poser. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. But so then the other thing we see is constantly Finn is being hit on. I mean, every episode. I mean, we're gonna talk about this too in the third episode, I'm sure, uh, with Slime Princess. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody everybody wants Finn, and I think he's twelve. Yes, he in in episode four it is confirmed that he is twelve years okay. old in this first season. Cool spoilers for. Uh, Next week, y'all. Um, we might have watched an episode ahead, but who's to say? Yeah, I you know I I don't have too much more on this episode. I, I really enjoyed it. If there's anything a little deeper you want to go as far as just you know Jake and Finn, their relationship again is just incredible. Uh, Finn just will go so far, so incredibly out of his way, like risk everything for his friends. I mean, at the last moment. We see Finn uh, talking to the Smoothheads and then letting them bite him multiple times to accelerate the smooth or the the lumpy process, and then hopping off a cliff over the abyss uh, and essentially just risking it all to try and get to prom coming uh, and save his buddy. And then 
you know, there's just, there's some great like little one-liners here and there as we're going to this, like when Jake leaves him, she's like, whatever, or I'm going to turn my back on this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Like I absolutely loved like when Jake and Finn turn lumpy, that is the best part because all of a sudden you could tell that the voice actors were just having a ball trying to figure out what their character lumpy. Russell, oh my God, like just stop talking like this. Sorry, I'm going on a rant. Melissa, come down to make out point. We want to <laughs> make out with you. It's just so great. Um, man, and then he goes to prom and convinces, you know, uh, Jake sits on it and then Jake has to save Finn, you know, and and they get the party a little bit. Um, I got my tops of the episode. That's that's the tops. That's the tops. Prom coming. I mean, I, I personally never went to prom, uh, you know, and, and it made me feel like I really missed out on prom in high school <laughs> you really didn't didn't oh, okay that's good i mean no oh we've got a confirmation from michael over here yes yeah. everybody typically walks out with a bad prom story or a reason why wow why was this not like the movies so yeah we were they, here for five seconds and then we left they went with that theme of prom's really great oh that's so cool oh it's it's fantastic and everybody's happy but yeah you know also they they mentioned this was the weekly prom coming dance so they they, Did do, they say that they do that once a week oh so a yeah. little less special for them i might really be liking the, these lumpy people i want to figure out more about them because i think my theory i don't know man i there's got to be something to it there might not be i'll, but, I'll leave that one lucinded for you i'll let yeah. you like marinate on that one for a little bit um, I'm, I'm sure I'm reading but too much I, into it. I wanted to point out, you know, when you said uh, this is a great example of of Finn and Jake's friendship. I mean, we'll we'll get into um, Prisoners of Love in a second, and and this yeah. a similar thing happens in these first three episodes, really. In in the the first slumber party panic, um, in this episode, and in Prisoners of Love, they Finn has this moment of like directionless rage when his friends are in trouble, or there is someone standing in the way of him protecting, saving, doing, doing what's best for his friends. Yeah. And so it's really funny. I mean, I would, I, you would imagine that coming out of a 12 year old, it's like this directionless rage of like, I'm trying to do something and my friends are hurting and like, yeah. I'm just going to jump off the building or just go ham sauce on you. You know, it's, it's admirable. I mean, he is a true hero, uh, while also just being, I don't know, man, just a little, unfortunately, immature sometimes still. He's trying to figure it out. So my lesson for this episode is don't be a smooth head, want to be poser. Sometimes you got to embrace who you are, lumps and all. Uh, my other lesson for this episode, unless you had a comment on that. No, you agree? I also say own your lumps, girl. Yeah, own your lumps. Don't be a smooth head, want to be poser. Uh, also... Finn was willing to give up his dreams, his his life, and live forever in purgatory that is never-ending void, that is lumpy space. It might be worth it to do inventory on your own relationships and just not, not taking people that really care about you for granted. And that might be diving way deep into something that doesn't need to be, uh, but... But no, I, you know, I don't know, man. I guess I'm feeling inspired by the friendship that Finn and Jake have. Uh, and I know in my own personal high school experience, there were plenty of people that I thought were a lot closer with me than really were. Um, and it's it's hard sometimes to filter through those um, kind of situational fake friends. And if you're dealing with that, like, it's okay. You know, I think a lot of us go through that and, 
you've got, I promise you, you have those, those fin friends out there um, and you'll find them, you know, and, and they'll be, they'll be way more obvious after you get out of high school or college or whatever it is than they might be right now. Um, but they're there. Yeah. Go on, go on pursuit of the people that will go on directionless rages of fury against people that are trying to hurt you. Those, those are the yeah. true friends. Those are, those are the Jake, the dogs to, to my fin, the humans. I love that. And so before we get into the next episode, episode three, prisoners of love, let's go ahead and hop into an advertisement. Today's advertisement comes once again from the Bubblegum Lab Company. We know you hold little more sacred than the Mallow Tea Party, and of course making babies. But having a child creates several obstacles for your tea party experience. That's why we at Bubblegum Lab Company have created the Mallow Baby Jumper, patent pending. Now you can party all day without having to tend to that annoying crying sound coming from your kid that just fell off their mallow for the umpteenth time. Ugh, kids, am I right? Order your Mallow Baby Jumper within the next 30 seconds using coupon code Let's Party at checkout for 20% off your next purchase. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I'm Ned the Human, and this is Russell the Human, and we are jumping right back into episode three of Adventure Time of Prisoners of Love, featuring the Ice King for the first time in the flesh. Yeah, and Ned, what's cooler than being cool? Not the Ice King. Not the Ice King. Not the Ice King. He's not cool, man. He's a big nerd. He's a big nerd. And there are several big nerds that owl in this episode might be the biggest nerd dude he comes that i'm sorry that that owl comes out of nowhere and just messes just with me he, wait what what does he call him he calls him a sociopath yes like, he calls him a sociopath <laughs> i was not expecting that at all um it's awesome that, that is the cosmic owl i'll give you a little introduction to him early on there so the Cosmic Owl is a uh, reoccurring character, comes up yeah. again, um, and, and actually is a super important character, a super important really? cosmic being in the Adventure uh, Adventure Time universe. It's fantastic. Well, I, I think owls typically play roles like that, or at least in, in my experience with shows. I mean, they're at least an omen of some sort, right? Mm-hmm. Whenever you see an you're, owl, they're, they're wise on. and all that sort of a thing. You're so, catching on. But that's an interesting, man, that is the most interesting part of this entire episode. And let's save it a little bit. We'll save that. We'll save that because we we got a little bit to uh, sit and chew on before we have Ice King's encounter with the Cosmic Owl. So we open up. They're snowboarding down the mountains. First time we've seen a non-grassy plain. Um, but not just any snowboarding over, though. I they're, mean, they're, they're snowboarding on each other. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. just like, I, I imagine I didn't play. They're like, let's go Pikachu. Let's go Eevee games. But I've seen like how you can ride on your Snorlax and you just kind of hug his belly. And that's what, uh, Finn was doing to Jake. And oh, it yeah. was so cute. But I then was, I love how Finn flipped around and he was also, yeah. he doesn't just abuse so Jake's power. He's also, he's like, okay, if you're the snowboard, I'll be the snowboard for a while. You know, I don't think we've addressed it yet. Jake's power is nuts. Like he is, I've been actually before this, I have been singing the, uh, the intro to, uh, one piece for like almost this entire day. But Jake reminds me of Luffy from one piece. Cause they're both stretchy, you know, like I think just based off of how much of that anime I have seen, I really think Jake's like powers might be almost limitless or yeah. like who he could defeat in battle or whatever. Like Finn has a great friend and an incredible like side 
kick co adventuring partner. Yeah, this is really when I mean the first couple of episodes you've seen Jake have some some wonky arms or you know stretch a- across the room or something like that, and you're like, oh, he's a stretchy dog, yeah. I guess. And this is the first time you're like, oh my gosh, he's got like powers, and his powers get them out of situations, aka key hand. Yeah, I can see why uh, the the Rainicorn Lady Rainicorn was into him. Yeah, now and also. A little bit of a spoiler drop for next week. There might be another character that at least flirts with him a little bit. But um, man, yeah. So sorry, I, I did like we mentioned earlier. We did watch an episode ahead this week. So if I'm getting ahead of myself, I apologize for that. But save come on, that, baby. Seen this. Save that content. I know it's good. We'll save it for next week. Um, yeah, man. So the Ice King's just straight up kidnapping people. He has no idea of social norms. He is clearly a very old man. Um, I'm not a fan. I'm not a big fan of Ice King. I don't think you're supposed to be. He he enters into the show yeah. and, and the writers are pretty much writing him as an antagonist off the bat. Um, now, is, is he an antagonist that Finn and Jake are actually scared of? No, they sit there and they call him a nerd. They, they sit there lose to him. They and they sit there right and they, um, and, and I thought that was the really funny part was the Ice King's powers are so inconsistent. He was able to capture all these princesses, yeah. build a whole house out of ice. But then when he tries to create snowman warriors, they are just like melty globs of gloop, like, and they are super useless. And then he just freezes them in a block of ice. So it doesn't make any sense. Ridiculous. He- He's just like, all right, fine, whatever, boom. You know, like I'm capturing you two and you're coming and I'm going to throw you in the same cell as, as the princesses. Oh, we'll, yeah. And we're going to get this episode rolling. I mean, we did get to see one of, uh, well, my, my lovelies for the episode were right at the beginning. Right at the beginning. So let's just hop right into that. Give ep- me those lovelies, that, baby. That little segment. Give, give, give me some sugar, baby. The penguins. Penguins are awesome. Yeah, they're man. just adorable. I mean, there's there's not much to them. I mean, I think they lick Ice King awake later in the episode or something like that. But I, I just I love them. Uh, I can't wait. I hope they're like one of those characters that just kind of pop up here and there when you least expect it. They are awesome. They you, typically when Ice King is around with shenanigans, there is Gunter Gunty Gunter Gunthy. That's what he calls all his penguins. Okay. I'm, there is only one consistent penguin that is Gunther, and yeah. he comes in later uh, as a uh, shockingly underdog big deal character. Really? Down the road. So that's a spoiler drop. All right. Man, you know, we got that. We got that sound bite now, dude. Sound We're making moves. Bite. I, I forgot to mention, uh, I don't know if you were checking uh, the release at all of that first episode, but- we are officially, this is really exciting. We are the number one Adventure Time themed podcast recorded by two guys in Nashville, Tennessee, in the world. In the world. It's pretty incredible. And you could, I mean, you can clap. Seriously. Yeah. Round yeah. of applause. We did it, you guys. We did it. Thank you so much Only for took reviewing. Us two episodes. Oh, man. I mean, it just took the first episode and we just like, Absolutely murdered it, obviously. Everybody loved it. Um, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> the sound waves are nuts. Oh, man. Anyways, so, yeah, Ice King's an interesting character. He doesn't understand those social norms, and he's just got, uh, I think, like six princesses kidnapped and 
in his holding cell. Yeah, absolutely terrifying. And, and you look in the yeah. background, and I think it's the ghost princess is marking the walls. And there's got to be at least like 25 or 30 marks on that wall. Like they've, they have been imprisoned for weeks. She's the one that I want to meet though. Like the ghost princess is the one that I'm the most intrigued by. The one I'm the least intrigued by is slime princess. She is way too active in this episode. She's kind of got this creepy, breathy voice acting going. Uh, she's almost trying to be seductive in a sense. Great character design. I want to buy her merch. I don't like just the way she sounds and the way she comes off in this episode. But, but you know, she is one of the damsels in distress, essentially. Uh, and fortunately, right as they're in that prison cell, Again, a character needs to go use the restroom. It's just like a reoccurring thing so far in this show is like, Ice King is like, well, I got to go use the restroom and he gets out of there. And then the writers are like, all right, let's progress this, this episode a little bit more forward. You know, like let's, let's get some exposition going. Let's figure out what's going on. Mm. And then let's figure out a way to trick Ice King into uh, coming in and, and partying with them. Yeah. And I think that that's uh, awesome is that we see Finn is his natural reaction with defeating an enemy is to just grab my sword, smash and bash, Jake the dog, let's take it down. And Ice King's one of these people that they don't have the ability to just go wild out on him. You know, they have to be uh, super sneaky and super planning. So Jake's got key hand. They try that out. It fails. And then uh, Finn's super smart trap uh, moved by just literally being like, Ice King, don't you want to come and party with us? And it's a little sad, man. Like he, he really does want love. He wants friends and he just, it's, I mean, I mean, yeah, I'm having a fun time. Probably the most fun I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> like, LSP, I, she's, she's growing on me so she's fast. Grow, yeah. It's, it's, she has little one-liners and literally she is unapologetically herself. And I, th- I think I love that. Yeah. About her. She's not a big nerd. Not like Ice King. The big freaking nerd. Big freaking nerd. Uh, the jam sesh is great, though. They, I mean, honestly, Ice King's got some beats. He is a little forceful. You shouldn't be doing this to your musicians that are recording on your tracks, but he, like, basically forces one of the princesses to come over and, like, hit the keyboard or whatever, you know? Uh, and it's a good little tune. And then he jams out on the drums. And as a drummer, I really appreciated that he he's a drummer. He's a drummer. He loves it, man. And well, and I love that. Uh, he's not great, we, but he's we, a drummer. We keep the drums in the corner early on in the episode, and, and the drum, the kick drum, says "Number One Babe" on it, and I think yep. that's wildly just I, the the writers and the artists didn't have an excuse to do that. I would imagine that would just like this is just going to be funny. But we look at the Ice King's entire house, and it is set up as like the worst, most cringeworthy bachelor pad. He's got a leopard skin uh, comforter on his bed. He's got tidy whities and socks all over the floor. He has a, a weight kit in the other room, you know, like a whole bench press station and then a drum kit. And so, and then a cage for a cage for hot babes. So it's, it's like this weird, sad, pathetic bachelor. Pad. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was like all of that. I was just so distracted at how like eerie it was. It's just like this, like, 
cold, freezing ice pri- prison. Yeah, and I, well, bachelor pads aren't really uh, warm and inviting, are they? Ice King is a, okay. a, like I said, an opening antagonist, but he is only an antagonist because we don't understand his three dimensions yet. In every episode that he continues to go down, yeah, he's probably least liked among all the characters on it. Like Finn and Jake don't want to hang out with him. Marceline uh, comes in, and she, Marceline uh, is the one, you know, that's going to introduce some some three-dimensional aspects to Ice King later down the road. So so keep an open mind. Uh, it's, it's fine. It's great to hate him right now, but keep an open mind, just like with the rest of the show. So we do see a little bit of what I think is kind of what you're hinting at, kind of him getting three-dimensional. Every now and then, the, the music will shift slightly, and there is, I mean, they do a really fantastic job of creating this kind of eerie, like, oh my, like what's going to happen? Like I'm getting anxious watching this scene real fast. And it's when Ice King is being kind of either down about himself or kind of rude or whatever. Um, So eventually they trick Ice King to come in and Finn fights him and knocks him out. And then we go into this dream sequence, this like subconscious sequence that we hinted at earlier when the owl shows up. Um, yeah, he's floating around. He d- he finally has his robes off. So you do see that Ice King is like a skinny old man it's at gross. this point. Uh, he looks real rough that, there. Um, he also is seen with a tattoo of a penguin on his right buttock during this scene. It's very it's very subtle. It's very quick. I, I wasn't looking at his butt. I, I actually read that as a fact online. So I don't believe uh, I give myself a little an excuse there. I'm not, uh, check, I'm not checking out Ice King butt all the time. Well, you know, if you were. Just some of the not- time. I don't want to yuck any yums. If you were, if you were checking that out, that's fine. But kind of weird, Ned. Um, no, so yeah, in that scene, he really starts to dive in on his insecurities, and it, it feels like he's gonna like have that revelation. He's gonna figure out what it is about him uh, that's driving people away from him, but he doesn't, you know. And I think he gets so close to what I would say is the first step of accepting and going, okay, what is it about me? You know, what am I insecure about? And accepting that as, well, this is just who I am. I am insecure about this. It is okay to be insecure about certain things and I can, I can live with this and I can move past this and I'm going to do what I can do to better myself moving forward in order to not think about it or whatever, you know, and he may be projecting on other people, but unfortunately I think he allows his insecurities to just kind of run his, his life in a way. And and he's just not, he's not taking those steps to, to get past them yet, but he gets so close and, and the owl. You're hitting the money. You're, you're, you're getting it right on the money right here that, uh, this is a cosmic owl dream. Uh, in Adventure Time, we will see that cosmic owl dreams are very important. Oh. They're typically, uh, you you literally like like stated it earlier that the cosmic owl uh, shows up in their their premonition dreams. Basically, uh, they are supposed to be these kind of like psychoactive states of predicting the future. So, uh, what I read online is that people are kind of believing that because this is a cosmic owl dream, because this is this is some level of important on, on ice Kings, uh, like whole development, three dimensional journey, um, that he, he goes in there he just had this, this fight with Finn and Jake. Um, he's floating the dream. He goes, what's wrong with me? He sees the cosmic owl and you know what he does? He turns around and goes, you're a nerd, which is an exact, 
uh, reference to exactly what Finn said at the beginning of the episode. So people were saying that this is associating Ice King using this dream as the start of getting over his own sociopathic nature. So is he a, a sociopath? Is that a legitimate thing? I mean, it's, it's probably legitimate to say that Got prior it. to this dream, he is a sociopath. Uh, probably through the rest of the show, you, you begin to see he, he does have a bit of a sociopathic nature that um, he still steals princesses, but then turns around and is just like, I, I want to hang out with Finn and Jake. I don't want to be a bad guy. He's never trying to be a bad guy. He just literally can't associate that you know, taking princesses is evil. That is wrong. And so it's, it's truly so, but he, this is the beginning of him getting over. He doesn't, he doesn't want to be this way anymore. So he does catch himself all through the show when he does something wrong, when he realizes that he's doing something evil and they're like, dude, that's lame. You're being a nerd again, or come on ice King. Like, and he's literally like, I don't understand why you won't accept me for who I am. Even when I'm like pelting you with ice or freezing you in blocks, he doesn't understand that, that people don't like that. Which is what we're seeing is essentially just because you are aware or your subconscious is aware of your insecurities of what is the issue with yourself. And you're, even if you accept it, even if you are able to accept those things about yourself, it doesn't equate to change. Exactly. And that is the big thing, you know, is, uh, and, and man, I mean, I think we all, this again, I mean, we're not trying to get too crazy deep on every single episode or at least twice on the same episode, but, but we all, you know, have those things about ourselves, the things that we struggle with, the things that, that bring us down or, or that are insecure about. Um, and it's so much harder to, to change those things than it is to accept them, but you got to get there. And I think Ice King can, and we'll get there. Um, can you teach an old dog new tricks? You know, I don't know. I believe you can, but I, I love that you say that because that is, it's very much like, you know, what moment in our life do we get knocked out and have our own cosmic Aldrine and go, what's wrong with me? I made a mistake. I, uh, somebody, somebody busted me up for, from doing something wrong. And then you, you begin to make changes and you, you do that. And then you, you pick role models and then you try to be like them. Yeah. Set goals. I want to see ice King sit down and write out his goals for the next year. And every couple of months or so, like go back and check and see if he's doing it. He needs to go to a therapist. Uh, you know, I, I encourage all that to ice King. Yeah. He needs to, to, he needs to talk to a few people besides a bunch of penguins all the time. And, and, and besides princesses, you can't just be hitting on sexy princesses, dude. Yeah. Of, of all ages though, there, there is some weird stuff there. Like they are so much younger than him and it is a little creepy. Yeah. Uh, I I just, I have in my notes, man, I feel like we have a long journey with this creep. Mm -hmm. It's it's a long journey, but it's, it's very well worth it. He, becomes more like, and even if you don't like him, he's significantly more likable than he is in this first episode. But it's okay. I think it's okay to not like him too, because we need to have an antagonist. I, I need to have someone in the show that's going to keep me interested, who's going to fight against Finn and Jake a little bit. He, I'm hoping he doesn't become the, uh, and like you're hinting that he won't, the team rocket of this show where he shows up every couple episodes and then he our plans are foiled again and we're blasting off again or, or whatever, you know, I'm hoping he doesn't become that. It, it sure seems like he's not going to, but I'm excited. Yeah. We'll see where he goes. 
Um, you have anything else to say about this episode, man? Uh, my fun fact of the episode that I never knew um, uh, until I, you know, did a little bit of my own digging is that Wildberry Princess, who uh, makes a great appearance uh, in one of the later seasons in her own uh, Wildberry Kingdom, which is amazing. She's voiced by Maria Bamford, a very famous comedian uh, who had her own show on Netflix a while back. And I was just like, you know what? That's a that's a fun fact to just see that there's all of these. These people that love voice acting that are doing their own stuff, and then they just they just love to be part of Adventure Time too. So like it's as much as they love it, I love I love being a part of it now too. You know, that's a good catch. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into our beef. I've got I've got a little bit of beef, a little less controversial than last week, or uh, uh, or at least last episode. Whether whether these come on, come out all at once or uh, one week after another you know, yet to be determined, but we're making steps, y'all. We've got a name. Uh, we've got socials now. You can follow us at uh, Never Ending Podcasts or, or Never Ending Adventure Podcast, Never Ending Adventure Cast, depending on your social channel that you're looking up, TikTok, Instagram, you name it, we're there. Peep the handles below in the comments. Yeah. In the description. It, it'll show up. Uh, my beef is with Red and Link from Good Mythical Morning. And I love Good Mythical Morning. I watch it pretty consistently. At some points in my life, I watch it almost every morning just as a way to wake up and get moving and, and get excited about the day. But it's become a food channel and I miss the old Retin Link. And that's, that's my beef. I have no hate for these guys. I absolutely love what they do. I just... I don't always want to see food in the morning. I feel you. I've, I've got That's some beef. beef. I've got some real world beef. I got some. I got some beef with those jokers over at Yeti Microphones. Um, as we're getting this podcast all set up, you know, I, I went and got a Yeti microphone. We start. I'm like super pumped. We're gonna have a little, uh, you know, dynamic room mic set up and everything like that. And, and it sounds like garbage. And so, you know what? Like, uh, I'm, I'm, oh I'm sorry, Yeti mics. Uh, yeah, we're, we're sitting over here with just some classic onstage oh easy mics, uh, sounding crisp and clean. And, and y'all are out there, you know, gouging people for bad sound. That's so, real beef. That's some beef, dog. You got real beef. I got like kind of joking, I love you, but also we're beefing. That's, that's a real life beef right there. Don't ask for the beef if you ain't ready for the beef. I wasn't ready for it. I'll next week I'll I'll get some beef jerky and I'll prepare myself beforehand. Just Do kind it. of have a beef oriented day. Barbecue up. Dry rub it. For you to, to get bring ready for it. that beef. <laughs> I'll be ready for you to bring it. Um, well, that brings us to a conclusion on the Never Ending Adventure definitely. podcast. Again, my name is Ned the Human. And I'm Russell the Human. I do have one little thing for you, though. What's my? What's that one thing? I'm working on a catchphrase. What's your catchphrase? Uh, I've got a couple. Let me just a few little quick takes. I'm forever yours, faithfully. Wheel in the sky keeps on turning. Break those changes that bind you. And lastly, and we'll see. You know, maybe I'll mix it up. Don't stop believing. And all of those were god awful. All of those were journeys <laughs> lyrics. I know. That's why. <laughs> that's why I I cringed maybe on each one of them. Oh man, I was not expecting that. All right. Well, I love them. I maybe every week I'll bring a different catchphrase. Who knows? Y'all, thank you so much for joining us. Please 
follow us, review us on your Apple podcasting app and, and really just everywhere. The reviews help so much. Anytime you can subscribe or follow us, please do. We're going to try and be as active as we can on social channels without completely taking over our life with them. Um, but we're really excited. Again, this is the second episode of many to come and we just can't wait to go on this adventure with you guys. Never stop adventuring. Such mediocre highs and low lows. Are they not aware that the show's episodes are half the length of this podcast? What buffoons. If you thought Russell knew what he was talking about when he was ranting, he didn't. As far as Ned, let's just hope he brings it next episode. That being said, these dorks love you and wish you the greatest of adventures. Never Ending Adventure has been hosted by Ned Pruitt and Russell Tyndall and engineered by Michael Hitchcock. Until next time.